Welcome to Team Rebel Television 225 with Alicia Young Hall, Squeaky Wheel Synchronicity. Join the team as we reconvene with Alicia, an expat living in Costa Rica, who has recently had a daughter, River, and is serious, I changed it to be written just like the story, serious, of course, about awakening via the gene keys and human design. Well met once again, Alicia. Thank you. So excited to be here with you guys. Yeah, dude, it's been a minute. Uh, you're always posting dope shit, and it seems like you've been hosting um, a bunch of jinky groups, which I want to be attending, but finding time is tricky these days in some ways. Uh, I want to say as a caveat, um, you hit me up today, and we had this reshuffling of the schedule, and I told you in that uh, message, you're like, when can I come on next? And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, or the oil, as they say. That's why I called this episode Squeaky Wheel Synchronicities. So it is 225 that reduces to 9, which is the Hermit card. Um, but in this deck, it's the Alien. I bring back knowledge from distant places. The Alien or the Hermit in traditional Rider weight says, Know your worth. You are perfect the way you are. Be free. Seek answers within you. Go deeper and understand more of the universe. Take the time to do something you have never done before. Raphael, what card do you have? Number 39 is the angel of filial submission. Belonging to the virtues, this angel is invoked to protect against negativity, to make people recognize their acts and attain divine mercy. The angel helps attain peace, good health, and long life. Influences on parental love, filial respect, and obedience of children towards their elders. It is the quickly forgiving God, associated with the three of swords and the affirmation goes i deal with my old patterns in a new way and release the constraining energy qualities include great sensitivity respect for hierarchy which in its true meaning of course means holy order capacity to listen to others paternal love and regeneration so I'm curious, oh, by the way, Raphael, uh, that track, intro track was dope, and it was very Alien card-esque. Uh, Alicia, I'm kind of curious between the Hermit slash Alien card and what he just read, what, if anything, resonated. <laughs> it actually feels like a disclosure, actually, because I can, I can relate to being a Hermit over the past couple years, and I literally feel like I'm just coming into my Alien self and coming out into the world. So it's quite, uh, quite perfect. Kind of uh, third encounters up in here. So yeah, and it was funny because I know that you were um, not only are you a mother again recently. Congratulations since we've last talked. Um, that card Raphael was talking about was talking about like you know good parenting and like loving children basically. So it's like that's cool. Um, so kind of fill us in a little. I mean, I think we talked a few months ago. Like I said, since um, we've spoken, River has been born. Um, what have you been up to? Wow, what have I been up to? I'd say my whole pregnancy, I was in kind of a hibernation mode of studying the secrets of the universe. I was uh, really connecting to Jose Arguelles and really connecting to the Cosmic History Chronicles. You guys ever follow any of that? I've heard of him, I think, uh, if he's doing the Mayan Dream Spell kind of stuff. I have not heard of that particular uh, transcript or whatever. Raphael? I think we need to... 
Yeah, so Jose Arguez is responsible, him and his wife, Roy Dean, with um, the Harmonic Convergence of 1987. And we've been kind of, I don't know if you've seen any of my posts lately online about there being more of a convergence with all of the Mayan and the law of time connected very deeply to the I Ching, which translates to human design, which translates to the gene keys and a deep connection with a, a 2021, like right here, right now, harmonic convergence um, that's connected to the gene key 55, which I call kind of like the new earth prophecy. Right, and I have the 55. I'm forgetting where it is in my chart. And it's funny because I've been reading the, um, with Haley, we, I mean, we've been, my fiance, we've been doing the Gene Keys almost a year now, kind of every morning, reading one, pulling one um, from Elijah Parker, who's been on the podcast, very cool guy. I works with Richard Rudd um, from his deck, his kind of oracle deck for the uh, Gene Keys. But anyway, um, we've been reading the books, the supplemental things, the golden path or whatever uh books and we're at, in the pearl book right now and that stuff is ratchetly important like it's weird I, it doesn't surprise me you're hitting me up today because today i was like high on the gene keys let's just put it that way i was like this shit is so fucking real it is so it's so helpful uh and it feels kind of like this um i mean you know the tide of consciousness never really stops coming in in a way and if i'm not, I'm not saying astrology's out or other modalities eaching or you know mayan uh, dream spell or one of these things are out i think they all kind of like you're saying synthesize and kind of reemerge as a new wave and it seems this new wave this new uh convergence of the harmony of the wave or whatever is very much including the gene keys and they help quite a bit um i'll look for where it is in my chart in a second but yeah they're really fresh up on my mind and i'm not an expert by any means but the more i dig in uh, it's funny because I'm always bringing you up to Haley. I'm like, we got to hang out, like hang out. I don't know how we do that, like digitally, but like we got to hang out with Alicia more. Like she's on this shit. She's definitely like, channeling some shit. Um, and it's, so I want to come to your Zoom talks. I mean, I don't know if you. It seems you you've got something going where you know between being a new mom and having a love life, uh, you still are pumping out the jam. So props to that. Thanks. You know, when you are surrendered to the divine plan, life force energy flows through you endlessly. You are never tired. There is no, oh, I'm a new mom and I'm exhausted. No, like she's been assisting me this whole time in my belly and out. And, you know, someone told me before she ever got here, a shaman friend of mine, that we would work very well together, very deeply together in a way a mother and daughter have never worked before. And it was pretty synchronistic how she even came into my life, you know, like I didn't plan on having more children. I had three children. I, I actually, uh, they're, we're separated right now. They're in Texas. And, um, I was a little surprised to find out when I was pregnant, but I had about six months before had a vision that I would have a daughter named river. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I've had plenty of babies. I think I'm good. I just left my other ones. Like, I don't need to go have another one. And then um, left is a little bit of a hard word to say. But I mean, that's basically the story as it appears to everyone else. And um, anyways, then I had a psychic friend of mine come and tell me the same thing. She said, I had a dream that you had a baby named River. And sure enough, you know, I found out I was pregnant in March. So anyways, that's just part of the story, actually, because let's talk about the 55. Uh, the Which is in my attraction sphere for the record. It's your attraction it's your sphere. Oh my God. And here we are talking. <laughs> the attraction sphere is all about like attracting your karmic um, patterns that you need in your relationships to help you in your, in your path. Right. And 
whether we perceive those as good or bad, they're all exactly what we need, right? That's how it works. And the 55 is about transcending the shadow of victimization and shifting into the gift and the city of freedom. And what I experienced last week during the 55, because it just ended yesterday or the day before, and then we kicked into the 37. And Gene Key 37 is about family alchemy. And it's about the, it's about a pole shift. It's about an ascent of the family. And it is um, talking about the rise of the feminine and that the rise of the feminine will actually, the majority of it now will be coming through the man. And so that's been a process. This is all mother, father, wound stuff that we're really getting down into right now, like the origination of creation. And, um, and so anyways, what we look at though, we don't just look at the 55 that's in transit. We look at the programming partner, which is like the polarity. So, you know, the 55's in transit with the sun. And then we're going to look at what is connected to that one. What, which one's here on the ground with the ground crew, right? And so what I just kind of cracked this last couple weeks with some very interesting experiences I've had is like, oh, we're living the programming partner here on the earth right now. We're living the polarity of what's in the sun. And so, oh, this is so juicy. I love it. Okay, so the 59 has to do with the shadow of dishonesty and it has to do with the um, gift of intimacy in the city of transparency. And it's called doing the genetic laundry, the dragon in your genome. And really, ultimately what it's about, it's the sublimation of sexual energy or a shift in sexual energy. You could say it's a healing. It is also when two of, the, of a high awareness come together and birth a new awareness onto the earth. And that would be maybe many people here on the earth too. I'm not saying this is just my story. We create our own movies, right? But that happens to be, as I was reading this and contemplating it, I was like, oh my gosh, I just, let's see. It says, um, since this process is currently occurring, this is a sublimation of the sexual energy. God, I could read the whole thing. I don't want to take up all of it, but I am. I am. So do whatever you want. It's conscious okay, yours. Okay. And I should Perfect. say, this Perfect. is in uh, Haley, my fiance's culture sphere. So she has the 59. It's the Quetzalcoatl kind of like, you know, the serpent and the bird kind of coming together. Weird prophecy stuff. It's, it, all the Gene Keys are magical. People should get up on the Gene Keys if they're not. It's not just a plug. I'm not working for Richard, but this shit is like crack. In the best sense. I mean, that sounds terrible. It's like, this is great. Uh, well, this is really good it stuff. is, though. It's honey. It's the honey of the gods. <laughs> it is the code book of consciousness that was written by the masters. It's been written in code where we couldn't crack it until now. It's the I Ching from 5,000 years ago. It's connected to the 21, the major arcanas, right? Which were really just encoded history, encoded esoteric knowledge that couldn't be written in books. And so then you get into the human design and that's an evolution, kind of putting a little bit of a story to it all. And then you get to the gene keys, which is like the feminine version. I like to look at them as masculine and feminine. Human design is kind of the, God, my wind is blowing crazy. I'm telling you, this is so wild what's happening right now. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm just going to roll with this. Let me go ahead and read this to you guys, okay? Um, one always needs two opposite poles. And the coming mutation, we're in the mutation right now, of the human solar plexus system will essentially create a cauldron whenever two such poles meet. We could arguably say that that cold weather in North America was like a cauldron. 
Within that cauldron, the auric fields of the two parties are chaotically interfused. And through an alchemical process, a new awareness dawns above the solar plexus center. The actual culmination of this process does not occur in the solar plexus area, but in the heart. In traditional esoteric systems, we tend to view the centers of force within the body as separate as opposed to being part of a single system. The heart center is, in fact, the higher granular functioning of the solar plexus. This is the mutation we've been going through. We're shifting the solar plexus into the heart. We're mutating. As this heart opening occurs, true intimacy is born when two people meet within a single awareness. It is important, therefore, to grasp the true nature of the process known as sublimation of sexuality. It is a shattering process in which chaos must be experienced before the higher emergence is perceived. Since this process is currently occurring throughout the entire human gene pool, what we see in the world today may be understood as a reflection of this chaotic breaking down of the world aura. Only when it has reached a critical zenith will we begin to see the birth of the third awareness. This will be reflected in the material plane through the birth of a new kind of human being whose single purpose is to house this new awareness. So I read this just the other day because I'm in another study group called the Gene Keys Delta and I happen to have been assigned this key, totally random but not random, and we're transmuting group karma and this is the position I have. Now the next step is the 59 uh, city transparency, which is called the return of Quetzalcoatl, right? We're talking about that. And so within that it says the city of transparency actually involves the dispersion of all aspects of the self back into the sea of creation. In mythical terms, the 59th and 55th gene keys represent the force of prime yang and prime yin, respectively. The 59th gift is the seed or the semen, and the 55th gift is the egg. When the frequency of this gene key reaches the Cidic level, these kinds of symbols cease to have meaning since they no longer function through duality. The semen of the 59th gene key is spent and the egg is no longer needed. What you have left is a state beyond description and beyond evolution. Transparency is what remains when evolution becomes meaningless. At a genetic level, the 59th city cannot exist within the physical body because it is the driving force behind evolution. The state of transparency carries no agenda or purpose. It simply acts as the conduit for awareness. Thus, the only purpose of the 59th gene key is to break down all barriers that stand in the way of union. When this has happened, this aspect of our genetics will no longer be needed. And then um, I could go on and on about the code on ring of union, but I'll kind of stop there and then I can, I can share a last paragraph in here too, the process that's gotten me to this realization as well. For sure. And like I said, my fiance and have these, uh, we both have these in different areas. Um, but it's funny because I'm not a feminine guy, but I feel like I'm more receptive in a lot of ways. And she's not like an aggro chick or anything like that, but it's like, she's definitely more 59 about it. Um, it's just so funny how this stuff works. And the fact that it's happening personally for me is ironic that I think it's happening kind of collectively. I've told her before, I'm like, if we can make our love work, like I, I mean, this sounds like high stakes poker, but it's like, if we can work this, like the whole thing happens. And if we can't do this, I don't know what happens. So let's try to do this kind of thing. So what was the, um, and I want to ask Raphael some questions because he's, uh, he's shown me a video, I think about Bashar and the harmonic convergence. Oh, I'd like to know, Alicia. Oh, go for it. I only assume you're aware of the Law of One by Ra, or maybe have read it. 
Absolutely, it's why we're here. All right, uh, thank you. So what I would like to do is either read one or two questions in reference to the wanderers, because in my framework, and this cannot possibly be overstated, you know, this whole recognition of union within oneself and polarity and actual aware, efficient usage of that dynamics within oneself, you know, the importance of that, it is related to everything, you know, sexuality, emotionality, psychology, society, everything. And, you know, I'm not necessarily a Freudian, you know, type, and there is a whole lot to say about this as well, which I'm not going to get into now. But I just want to mention that this, this base idea of yin and yang polarity, really getting a grips on it is yeah, is what it's all about. But anyways, what I'd like to do is maybe familiar with this aspect is read when Ra is being asked about a different type of wanderers. And here it's not about spiritual status, but just to give some reference points in terms of how this can be approached. Because in my view, it also gives kind of a potential outline, let's say, of a shadow gift a city explanation, however, coming from the law of one, if you are so inclined. For sure. This sounds beautiful. Right. So this is two questions from session 32. 32.9 questioner. I'm assuming from what we have previously looked at, we have on earth today and have had in the past fourth, fifth and sixth density wanderers. Just brief explanation from my side here. So fourth density of love, fifth density of wisdom and sixth, the density of the unity of love and wisdom. As they come into incarnation in the physical of this density for a period as a wanderer, what types of polarization with respect to those various rays do they find affecting them? Can you tell me that? Ra answers. I am Ra. I believe I grasp the thrust of your query. Please ask if this answer is not sufficient. Fourth density wanderers, of which there are not many, will tend to choose those entities which seem to be full of love or in need of love. There is the great possibility, probability of entities making errors in judgment due to the compassion with which other selves are viewed. The fifth density wanderer is one who is not tremendously affected by the stimulus of the various rays of other self and in its own way offers itself when a need is seen. Such entities are not likely to engage in the, shall we say, custom of your peoples called marriage and are very likely to feel an aversion to childbearing and child raising due to the awareness of the impropriety of the planetary vibrations relative to the harmonious vibrations of the density of light. The sixth density, whose means of propagation you may liken to what you call fusion, is likely to refrain to a great extent from the bisexual reproductive programming of the bodily complex and instead seek out those with whom the sexual energy transfer is of the complete fusion nature, insofar as this is possible in manifestation in third density. Questioner, can you expand a little bit on what you mean by complete fusion nature? I am Ra. The entire creation is of the one creator, thus the division of sexual activity into simply that of the bodily complex is an artificial division, all things thusly being seen as sexual equally, the mind, the body, and the spirit, all of which are part of the polarity of the entity. 
Thus, sexual fusion may be seen with or without what you may call sexual intercourse to be the complete melding of the mind, the body, and the spirit in what feels to be a constant orgasm, shall we say, of joy and delight, each in the other's beingness. How do I not cry at such a beautiful love story? that I've had the honor to experience. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Um, that's exactly it. This is it. And I have, I have experienced this love. Um, and it's so, this story is a little surreal because I was married when I met this person, right? And I was like, what is happening? Why am I feeling this? What's going on? Judging it just, Oh, trying to fix it, trying to deny it, trying to pretend it didn't exist. And then, um, you know, went through the whole death and the rebirth of learning how to love and accept myself and listen to what I'm supposed to be doing right now because the electromagnetic force was so strong and I didn't know what that stuff was yet. I didn't know what astrology was or gene keys or human design or law of one or I never had heard of a Palladian before. This was just two and a half, a little, almost three years ago, June it's like 2018. It's like a riptide and not knowing about oceanographics or whatever. It's like, oh shit. It's the rabbit hole. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, keep going. You were jamming. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's perfect because this is the rabbit hole, right? I literally jumped in and this all started after, and I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this will relate. Something happened on August, 2017 on the solar eclipse. Of course, something happened at the end of December, 2012 of the Mayan calendar. So all of these different things have led to synchronicities. And the only way to survive this thing is, is surrender, 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 right? That's the only way. And I want to share with you all how we got to this point, right? Because I'm talking to you a little bit about the 59. And I want to talk to you a little bit about healing the human wound of separation because, okay, there's the six seals, but then there's the seventh. And Gene Keys has in the 27th master key, It's and I know you guys have that one too, I'm pretty sure, or at least Haley does, the 22 is a big one. And it's the seven sacred seals, right? And the seventh seal is Gene Key 22 itself, and it's grace, grace falling upon you. And so, um, anyways, I'm going to go back to when I was in the river a few days ago, and I was, um, I was missing my children, and I was feeling sad, and I was uh, judging myself, and I was thinking what it must look like for me to have left my children and my husband and to be here in paradise with another man and another child. And, um, and then I remembered, this is my third dimensional story of separation. When I am separate, it hurts. When I am separate and when I play that story in this dimension, it doesn't feel so good. When I remember and I know that I know that I know that I am, that my children are me and that they are inside of me and that we're always connected. We can't call it a hologram and then not, not see it like that, right? You collapse it, right? You collapse that separation, you, you heal it. And so that was step one. That was my first trial of the day. I get home that night 
and me and Eduardo or it, it was interesting this whole week because actually my sexual energy hasn't been there, which is a little weird for us because that's been a part of our entire, that's been our work these last two years. It's been that, but now it's something a little different that can still involve that, but not yet because the poles are flipping. And so I was, I was observing this in myself that I wasn't feeling myself in that way. And then I had also noticed this little uh, piece of jealousy came up about something. And I was like, this is weird. I don't ever feel jealous. I'm so, I'm so, uh, I love myself. Like I, and I don't have those insecurities. So what, it, where is this coming from? And then I heard myself and I was feeling myself and it was feeling dark and heavy in my body. And then I was going into judging myself for feeling this jealousy or this fear or whatever it was. I didn't want to look at it. I was wishing it wasn't there because I know too much about how all of this shit works. So I'm like, no, I can't have this feeling. And so then finally I was like, the only thing I can do, and this is the 59, I've got to be transparent. I've got to be honest with myself. I've got to love myself enough that this is how I feel and to be able to say it without it being a projection and you're making me jealous and da, 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 not that story. I'm owning my shit and I'm saying it out loud and I'm saying, here I am. And I told him, I was like, man, I'm feeling this jealousy. I'm having this fear that if we start working with a bunch of people that you're going to fall in love with another woman and I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose this love. And, um, as soon as I said it and number one, of course he received that beautifully and it was all perfect. Like a love story should be. And, um, and immediately like I felt that darkness and that heaviness come out of my body. There is nowhere to hide. This is the 59th city of transparency. We can see everything and we're all awakening right now. And our psychic senses are coming on and the energy coming in the earth right now is blasting us clean. We are shifting from carbon to crystalline. And if there is any carbon left, we don't judge it. We love this carbon. We love it so much that it polishes and it shines bright like a diamond. And so this was, this is the crystallization process that we talk about in Ascension, or we can have different beliefs and different perspectives or different stories. We want to write to what's going on in the story. Um, we can call it many things, but this is it. And so I went through the the 59th shadow of dishonesty. I sat there and it felt disgusting because I felt nasty inside and I didn't want to say it. And then finally I was like, I got to get intimate with myself. I got to get real about this. This is the truth. And I said it, but here's what I did. If he isn't separate from me, right? In the third dimension, I could lose him. I could write this whole story if he isn't separate from me, but he is me and he is in me and we are connected. So that was number two. So I did it with the kids, healed the wound of separation. I did it with my love, my beloved. I healed that wound of separation. And then it came back to this one other woman who's been a really big teacher for me in my life. And her name, it used to be Unity Grace. And I don't know what it was exactly a year ago. We got into this interesting little conversation online and it kind of like, I don't want to say severed, but it definitely tabled our relationship or our conversation. And I knew it was perfect because I knew that I was starting to follow someone and that wasn't, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Even though her information was beautiful and very uh, resonant for me, I was looking at to her as a teacher and I was forgetting that I am my own teacher. I am my own healer. And, um, and so we severed that thing. And so she's the last one that came up as like kind of the final trial trial or so I thought there was one more and I'll share about that. And 
so funny that her name is Unity Grace because um, what I did is this woman is beautiful for anybody that knows her. She's walked this land, walked this earth. She's been doing water ceremonies. She's been um, connecting with the indigenous land for years. She left it all behind. She's pioneered and paved the way of ascension and awakening and connecting the star people. And, you know, when I was first uh, meeting Eduardo here in Costa Rica, somebody connected her to me and I started following her on Facebook. And she started posting videos of her exactly a year before where she had been in Costa Rica. And she was talking about the eagle and the condor prophecy, which I'm sure we all know about, right? It's the head and the heart. And so um, she was preparing this land this whole time. And as that realization was coming to me, and I knew she was the last aspect of myself that I still felt maybe was separate because I'd forgiven all other things. There was there were no other wounds. There was nothing I was repeating in my head, right? And everything's just freaking perfect. And then I needed to go back to this last person and say, I love you so much. And I think of you always. You told me your favorite number. One of your favorite numbers was 744. And I see it almost every day. And I think of you and I send you love. And I just want to thank you for all of the work that you've been doing on this planet for this next phase and the next paradigm, new earth, whatever you want to call this fantasy world that we're living in right now. And she responded back and it was beautiful and boom, healed the wound of separation, right? And so I thought I was done. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm on cloud nine. I'm a master. I've ascended. I am enlightened. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, I am a, in the Mayan calendar, I have the kin 144, which is kind of a magical number, right? If anybody knows. <laughs> Just a little nice. And then I have a master number 22, which I know Haley also has, right? Haley and I also have that connection with the uh, bringers of the dawn just falling into our lap. And um, even though hers was many, many years before, I found bringers of the dawn right when I landed here. It was like part of the instruction manual for getting this shit done, right? And so anyways, um, so I, it got into my head a little bit, right? Not in my head. I'm a humble girl. Like you don't get here without having total humility. But I was like, damn, I'm writing a nice, I'm the star of the movie. That's what I was feeling like, just to be honest. I was like, I'm the 144, I'm the master number 22. We got this Quetzalcoatl uh, prophecy going on. We got the eagle and the condor merging the head and the heart. We're mastering this game. Mother and father of creation, this is where I'm at. And it's okay to celebrate, but then all of a sudden it was like, that ain't it either. And so the song came to me. I'm going to sing it. <laughs> this is a transmission. Are you ready? It says, um, leave the stories behind to unlock the gates. Leave the stories behind to unlock the gates. Leave the stories behind to unlock the gates. Leave the stories behind to unlock the gates, unlock the gates, unlock the gates. And what are the gates, right? Because I've had this story playing in my head over about the past seven days or so. And so, well, the gates. First, I thought of the gates of heaven. And then I thought of the gates of the heart. And then I thought of the 13th stargate. Okay, so leave the stories behind to open the gates. And that's a challenge sometimes because we like to hold on to shit and we like to play out our stories and 
And so number one, I was learning, okay, that means letting go of all things that have happened to you in your past. You got to heal. You got to feel if we want to ascend in the higher frequencies of peace and love and peace on earth, we all got to do our part. We all chose this wound together and we all must heal our aspect of it. It is our job. And the 59 is talking about remembering the trauma isn't just your own. It's all of humanity's trauma within the body. And we must go there and we must look there and we must see it and we must talk about it and we must share it without shame, with love and grace. And so the other part that just came to me today, though, is I was thinking about gates and I was thinking about in human design. It's called it's the 64 gates. And so what I started to see was that when you leave the stories behind, you unlock the gates, which means all 64 codons, which means all that whole thing. So now we understand the karmic blueprint is your astrology chart, your gene keys profile, your human design. And we get the codes and we're like, I'm special here and I'm good there. And we get caught up in that sometimes. And sometimes we're like, oh, I have this, so it's to my detriment. Like, I'm never going to do anything because i got this thing and Saturn and this or whatever. And so all of these stories that we get attached to, right, that keep us from the bigger game, that keep that take us out of the karmic wheel. And so we, we get to these blueprints and we find out about ourselves and we get aligned and we love and accept who we are and we become the fullest expression of that and then we just blast it open and become the trivian human being of the new epoch that the gene keys is talking about and um and that's where we're at i could read you guys a bunch of other stuff as well if you'd like me to but i, I know i've been talking non-stop for a while so i'm gonna let go now no don't apologize i'm enjoying it um, I'm sure Raphael is too. He's of course like, hell yeah, this is this is what he's all about. I'm about it, but I'm I think I'm I don't know. Being a Gemini, I tend to be double minded about everything. So I'm like, yes, but or yeah. So even with the idea of like stories, I'm like, they seem causally necessary. Kind of like you were saying, carbon. We gotta thank you for getting us this far. The stories, thank you. Like we're embedded in stories. I, I've always wondered like, what's not a story? I mean, from some perspective. Yeah, um, I guess the the point is always just you know to be aware that it is just a story. And you can rewrite, scrap, and change it anytime that you like, and that's the point. But in general, I think it's always, you know, this is one of those things you could tell someone. I don't know if you really can. It's more like, I don't know, epistemological, ontological Gnosis mechanism or something. You know, if you get if you get it, like it's hard to translate that. And then we try to say it in a million ways, but gnosis is not like transferable. Like it's hard. Like what you're saying, it's like yeah, you could try. Wait, anyway, keep going. You're saying uh, you could try, and that's what we do try to do throughout humanity and the whole history of incarnation. There is no try. Well, the next thing that comes is the collective story of humanity, the one mind, the one heart, the harmonic convergence of all of us playing in this together, and we restore Eden, and we get back to what we what has been written in our DNA, and we all remember it. And I know this can be hard to this. This is hard to put down in linear terms and it's hard to put down in matter, but we've activated our light bodies. We are, and, and I know we can think of all the people outside that might, it's interesting you're bringing this up because I was just talking to my ex-husband on the phone right before we got on and he's like, I get it, I see it, I believe it and you know, nobody knows what that is. We're all just living our lives here and you know what? We are, we are until we aren't. 
we are stuck in the wheel until we aren't stuck in the wheel anymore. And you know, I've just been having all of this stuff flow through me and call me a visionary. Call me, call me a crazy person. All I've been getting all day was things about peace, love, unity, harmony, grace, peace and love. And I highly recommend that everybody checks out John Lennon's Mind Games song, which is the New Earth Prophecy. He's an ascended master that's, that's planted that seed, and here we are. And, um, and imagine, he knew what he was doing. There's a reason he came when he did, and there's a reason he left when he did. And um, there is a bigger story playing out here, and it's breaking out of a karmic wheel. And our minds maybe can't comprehend exactly what's happening. And I'm willing to look like the crazy one <laughs> that's talking about what is to come. And it's going to be quantum, which is no linear time. And it's beyond what we've ever known. And it's a big polarity collapse, duality collapse. It's a big shift. Now, I'll tell you, I had a ceremony after all of these experiences. Because the last story I left behind was, hey, I got all these codes and I fulfilled all these prophecies. Cool story, bro. And so then I needed to let all of that go and I just danced under the stars. And I went and I gathered every gift that I've ever been given on this journey. Crystals, oils, flowers, you know, ganache, a little drum, a little rattle, all of these interesting, beautiful little artifacts that I've been given by people that, that we're all walking each other home. And, um, and I let go of the last, I dissolved myself. I dissolved myself as Alicia. And the 59 talks about when you truly die, the pure awareness is all that speaks. We are all that. And so anyways, that was that night. The next day I felt a little unstable. I felt like I was on psychosis and I felt like I was losing my mind. And, uh, Eduardo was calming me down and trying to get me all grounded in and um, telling me to breathe. And the next thing you know, there was this frog that had come into the house and he had a golden eye. I know this sounds like I'm on a trip, guys, and I've never even tripped before. That's what's so funny about this. Life is a trip, right? And, uh, and so anyways, Eduardo's like, calm down, stop thinking so much and stop processing all of this information. And he was like, talk to the frog. What is the frog telling you? And, um, and I calm myself down and I'm breathing and I'm looking at this frog and I'm stopping my mind and I'm connecting with my heart telepathically with this animal that is me, really. And he said, or she, yes, we are all one. And here you see me and there's the gecko and there is the cat and there is your beloved and there is the rock, and there is the tree. And now we live together amongst each other, knowing this truth, embodying this truth, and living in peace and harmony. Because once we are all at a recognition of the deeper understanding of who we are beyond this physical vessel, which is coming, I think that's what disclosure really is, everything changes. It's the end of the world as we know it. And Gene Key 60, which Unity Grace used to talk about all the time. Again, this is just a story. You don't have to believe this one. You could believe the COVID story and that you've got to get vaccines in order to travel and that there's borders and boundaries. We decide what story we want to play in. We are multidimensional beings and it's time to wake up 
and decide which story do I want to play in? The victimization story, the third dimensional play, or do I want to play in the fifth dimension? Do I want to die to my emotions and my astral and my, my identification with self body in all of the stories? Or do I want to play in the fifth dimension? Do I want to play in heaven on earth? It's, it's a choice, right? It's always a choice. That's what's so beautiful. Nothing's forced on anybody here. Heavy shit. I like it all. Um, did you mean to stop talking? I just want to make sure you wrapped up your thought. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess so. Well, I will read you something interesting. So you know how I was talking to you about the 59 and this healing of the, the separation wound, right? That's the sixth, sixth of, the, of the sacred seals. There's, there's seven sacred seals, and I can, I can list those off to you at some point, but I want to read this um, because this is what was happening with me and my family and my children and that whole experience where I was seeing it as separate and then pulling it back into myself, Okay. The journey of consciousness through the 59th gene key is symbolized aptly by the figure of Quetzalcoatl. The feathered serpent is the same as the symbol of the dragon. It represents, by the way, a river is a red dragon born on a 21 day. So she's a 21, which is a three. I am the 144, which is a nine. And Eduardo is the white cosmic or the white resonant dog. He's 150. He's a six. So we make a three, six and nine together. I just thought that was an interesting little cool fun thing but anyway Tesla approved Tesla thumbs up he's my homeboy the feathered serpent is the same as the symbol of the dragon it re- and and river has this huge red birthmark on the back of her neck and i've always called it the mark of the red dragon before i put this together that i believe that she's connected deeply to this code it represents the harmonization of the lower nature the serpent with the higher nature the bird This is indeed the new epoch we are now entering. Most scientists agree that our genes have a hidden agenda to survive and that no matter what we do, they will find ways to mutate if their ongoing survival is threatened. Genes operate below our conscious awareness. You might even say that God is hidden within our genes, but until we raise our frequency, we cannot experience God. We therefore must learn how to be transparent both with ourselves and in interaction with others. Our first step is to let our barriers down and look deeply into our fears. Even our deepest genetic fears, such as the fear of losing our loved ones, act as a subtle barrier that keep us from realizing that our genes are not exclusive, but inclusive. Every man and woman is our genetic brother and sister, and no single individual, family, tribe, or nation is an island We are all one genetic tribe, moving through a huge and transformative period in history, the end result of which will be the realization of our unity. And so that's where I had gotten that other night. And um, there was something else that happened on that night where I saw the frog. I was guided to a couple gene keys of, um, of, well, there's frogs that are, the animals are connected. There's a dream arc. They're connected to specific gene keys. So I saw the frog. I want to ask Richard about that, by the way, because there's basically like totems for each gene key, it seems. There are. It's like, where did this come from, right? But they've been huge in this whole game we've been playing. It's how I connected with Candace, with the hummingbird. It's how I've connected with almost everybody through animals. It's quite interesting. Like my main four codes, the bird of my main codes are the toucan and the uh, and the 
hummingbird, which I see around me in my natural environment all day, every day, which is kind of crazy, right? So, um, so the, that led me, first of all, the frog led me to Gene Key 10. And so when I looked at it, it was the shadow of self-obsession. And I was like, damn, is that telling me that I'm in my self-obsession right now? Because this is the game, right? There is no one else. There is no other. It's all you. We try to be like, oh, well, this person was projecting on me. But no, we own it all. We take responsibility for it all. We always look at it from why did I bring this into my experience? Because I'm the creator and navigator of this experience. So I got real with myself and I was like, damn, do I have some self obsession going on here? So I contemplated that. And then I was, uh, led to Gene Key 12. And here's what's so mysterious about Gene Key 12. Gene Key 12 is called a pure heart. And it has two codon rings. And codon rings are the way these amino acids and these codons mix together to, to perform. Basically, I would like to say it's aligning with the morphogenetic field and it's showing how we're all kind of coming together and activating each other chemical, chemically and that sort of thing. Anyways, it's the only amino acid, it's the only gene key that has no amino acid. It's a terminator codon. It's the, it's the 12th gate, right? And, um, it's, it has the codon ring of trials, which is three main codes, the 12, 33, and 56. And then it has one other codon ring and it's called the A ring of secrets. Ring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This and, is my life's work, by the way, and Haley's radiance. Oh my God. Of course this is all connected. So what is it, right? It's the shadow of vanity. And what is it about that? Well, the shadow of vanity it for the conscious person who knows a lot who's done a lot who's figured some stuff out we can get a little proud of it we can get a little comfortable about it and we can write stories like this and be like hello i'm healing the wounds of separation and then you can say cool story bro why are you really here and you continue to refine and refine and you let go of the stories and that's really what what it is it's it's called the final trial i believe like nobody has told me for sure which codon rings are connected to which um there's nothing written out there about which codon ring for sure goes with which tarot card in the story which i want to ask until i get about uh at your request because that's a good point because like you said there's 22 codon rings 22 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go ahead I believe the Ring of Secrets is the full, right? Coming to the end of the story. They started the story, they end the story. That's what I'm thinking is happening here. But ultimately, the pure heart is the 12 and the city of purity. And really, it's the master codes to ascending beyond the mental plane is what we're looking at with Gene Key 12. And it's the doorway to realms of higher frequency. And what else is in here? Words used poetically and vibrated within the chambers of the heart have the power to pierce through the layers of fear that envelope the hearts of others. When we combine language and thought, we have the master codes for ascending beyond the mental plane. Um, what else? I should say that Haley has 12 twice. I'm always giving her shit. I'm like, you have double vanity. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, Tresque also. I'm like, oh shit. But it's funny because what you're kind of saying, it's the paradox where it's like, we have to be in a story to transcend out of it. You got to jump in to get wet. I mean, 
the the final song on the A side of the double album uh, by Genesis, "The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway." But you have, if you haven't heard the last acid trip I had, I listened to it. I've heard it a bunch of times. It's my one of my favorite albums. When Genesis had Peter Gabriel in it and Phil Collins, and they were like a super group, you know, fucking doing the craziest prog rock ever. Um, they came out with the last album they did was called "The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway," which is kind of this like, um, Pilgrim's Progress, but like modernized and but not at all like religious connotation with connotations like that. Anyway, it's crazy, crazy shit. And then the last song on the first record of the double album is called The Carpet Crawlers. Um, you'd like that song. Anyway, I'll send you a link to this because I think it's just worth checking out. It's the only album I ever listened to as a kid. Like, somebody turned me on to it. Like, you like, oh, all these bands, like Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. You, you ever heard of Genesis? I was like, no. They're like, check out this album. Went and bought it at Circuit City or whatever back in, like, you know, 99 or 2000. Um and it's the only time I've ever listened to an album reading the liner notes and the lyrics and stuff. And I, it ended after like an hour and a half or whatever it is, an hour. And I said, wow. And I hit, I hit it on again. It was like so – it was a portal. It was, it was a gate. So you should check it out. But anyway, the whole point of me saying this is um, in that there's a refrain that says you got to get in to get out. And that's the whole shebang, folks. It seems like we're, we've fallen into the dream to, to find ourselves in the dream, to get out of the dream, to appreciate the dream. You know, it's like jumping in a pool to get wet but like you don't want to stay in the pool forever or else your skin starts burning um yeah we don't want to identify too much of the stories or our, our our egos start burning or our soul starts burning or whatever it seems like we kind of trip out um but but it's okay like we asked to do this like we asked for this and at my most lucid moments on psychedelics or otherwise like you know sober moments like i remember this i know this but it's such it's like being on a roller coaster where you're like i know this is fun i asked to go on this roller coaster you know, like at a theme park, you're like, fuck, I, w- I want to go on that. It looks crazy. You get on and then your body starts doing weird shit and anticipation and adrenaline, you know, all the chemicals in your body. And then, you know, the actual gravitational effect of dropping big or turning on the corkscrew. Like it's a wild fucking ride. Like Bill Hicks is always saying, you know, um, but it's just a ride. <laughs> and we we forgot that in a way. But then there's this even weird shadow with like kind of new age kind of whatever thinking where it's like, it's just a ride. But it's like. But that doesn't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about y'all's position. It's like, but we asked to be here. It's like this paradox. Yes, it's just right, but we asked to be here. Don't attach to the ride too much, but enjoy the ride. You know, so it's kind of like Ouroboros self-refuting kind of thing. I don't know. I'm rambling, but yeah, you got to well, get in well, to get out. That's what you're saying, Ouroboros, right? It's breaking out of that. It's breaking out of the karmic wheel, which is what John Lennon was talking about in the mind games. And remember in the 12, it's talking about breaking. We're really transcending the mind, ascending whatever it said. I don't know exactly. I mean, imagine. I get that it could be hard to possibly (laughs) imagine that all of a sudden every single thing on this earth just changes in a matter of a snap of finger. I mean, that's the whole point. And it's funny, I just watched a documentary on um, Yoko Ono and John Lennon's on Netflix. It's really good. It's weird because John Lennon had some guy who was a Vietnam vet come to his fucking front door in England who seemed like an acid casualty or whatever, being like, did you write this song for me? And it's like, it could have gone so haywire, but he's like, no, bro, I'm just writing songs. It's like, I, whatever, whatever. So he's like, a, just a down, he's a Libra, uh, John Lennon. I used to not love him so much. I preferred Paul because he's a fun Gemini. But at, once I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, John and George are what's up. Like, I mean, it takes all kinds, but Jesus Christ, John Lennon's so necessary. Um, in any event, he, he, at later point, and even in the movie, kind of said, like, Yoko Ono, who is an Aquarius, um, and this crazy kind of avant-garde artist. I was never into her. I just kind of knew her as like a beetle saboteur or whatever, you know, like culture uh, pillage eater her as, or, you know, pinned her as. Um, in any event, Yoko Ono wrote this like crazy poetry book 
and inside of it, the lyrics essentially to imagine were in there. Not exactly. He kind of ripped it from her. And he didn't really give her credit for a long time. And then later on, he's like, actually, this is like totally like I got inspired by her. So it's kind of crazy. But the whole point is like, you know, it's not that hard. Um, it's kind of like psychedelic. I mean, it's psychedelic in the sense when I say psychedelic, I forget the Greek definition of the term psychedelic. We're not even having to talk about drugs, man. It's like getting out of so, of, of yourself to such a degree that you have like a purview of the soul at some higher, you know, high-risk gamos level or whatever. That's what Imagine's kind of all about. It's like you're in the ride, and oh my god, we've got all these parameters of polarity, it seems, and all these kind of rules and stuff, culture and history and karma and you know, perpetuity and um, the momentum of the Ouroboros. But then it's like you can switch that um and i think it starts with the heart more than the mind but that's even debatable because i think jinky it's jinky dependent in a sense it's like you're going to unlock and flower i mean flamingos flower differently than a rose than a star cluster but they're all kind of in the dream um i'm rambling before we kick to a music break did you i just rambled a bunch and i don't want to just like right, let's go like is there anything did i cut either of y'all off or Raphael? anything you want to say I could close it out with a contemplation if you want. Yeah, do that. But we're not leaving, leaving. We're just going to a break. Um, but yes, tell us a contemplation and we can use upon it. Okay. And one thing to add to what you were just saying there is it goes right back to leaving the story behind to unlock the gates, right? All of the stories, the Geminis, the Libras, the Johns, the Georges, like they were the stories they were the founders this was in in astrology is the founder of getting us here and we get to decide how how long it takes for us to like rise up into these dimensions but they are open now and they are available to anyone and time traveling is about time traveling through the frequencies of your heart and I know it's fun to imagine it like in Star Trek and shit like that, but we're traveling through the frequencies of our heart. And I'm not a scientist, so I'm not here to explain exactly how that works, but I do that. We all do that, whether we realize it or not consciously or unconsciously, right? And so when you leave the stories behind and you unlock the gates, that's the gate of your heart. It's wide open. And so before we go to the, the music, I'm just going to read something that's out of Gene Key 55, and it's called The Great Change and the Sixth Race. So we're talking about aeons. We're talking about the seven root races um, and evol evolutionary stages and all of this. So it says, the time of the great change is now upon us. As the fifth root race prepares to give way to the sixth root race, the Trivian, time itself appears to be speeding up. The sixth race has long been prophesied by mystics and sages, corresponding to the involution of divine essence into the astral plane, the realm of emotion and desire. The sixth race will bring transformation to our entire planet. As divine consciousness continues to descend deeper and deeper into form, it reveals its true nature. The coming epoch will see the sublimation of human sexuality and desire into unconditional love. The sixth race will be triggered through the 55th gene key, which we just, just finished yesterday, right? Or the day before. And its mutation within the solar plexus center, the seat of human emotion. The Trivian race heralds the reawakening of this center, the high heart, and will allow human beings to experience once again the universal quantum field connecting all beings. 
I could be making this shit up, but it's a really cool fucking story, right? <laughs> this reawakening is not a retrograde movement into a past golden age, but a new integration of the three lower planes. This is new. This has never been done before, not to be repeated. And remember, Terrence McKenna was talking about this with Time Wave Zero, but I don't want to get off track. The physical, astral, and mental into their higher counterparts, the causal, buddhic, and atmic bodies, right? So we're integrating the three lower planes, our lower human self, the physical, astral, and emotional, your physical, your emotions, and your mind into the higher counterparts, the causal, the buddhic, and the atmic. The seventh and final root race, the Pangaean, really lies beyond words. It represents the integration of all the kingdoms of Gaia into one single vibrating presence. It is where spirit and matter become one, and where the divine monadic essence shines through the physical plane, allowing it to ascend. It is the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. Humanity, so the ending of the trilogy and the return to Eden is what comes next. Um, it says humanity and our whole planetary consciousness now stands at its greatest threshold to date, the final phase of the trilogy, trilogy and the eventual resolution of the riddle of the aeons. This is such a rare event in the unfolding of consciousness that it brings about vast shifts at every level of life. What is coming seems so fantastic that our minds cannot stretch far enough to encompass such a reality. That's why the mind's got to go. As our fairy tales tell us, the third time is the charm and always brings redemption. Indeed, all our great myths, films, romances, and dramas culminate with some form of synthesis. Without this synthesis, our hearts feel incomplete. It is always at the very end when we have all but given up hope of redemption, redemption that liberation comes. It comes in a great tidal rush. And you know what? I was just reading the other day on the 22nd, a portal day, the galactic tidal wave of light, which is chapter 22 in Ringers of the Dawn. So it's saying it comes in a great tidal rush, which we're in right now, playing out as a trinary pattern of testing and release that is so familiar to us that we ever find ourselves yearning for that happy ending. We yearn for it so deeply because it is stamped within the genetic structure of all life forms in our galaxy, and because it is in our DNA, our final destiny must and will be to witness the rebirth of Eden and live peacefully in the garden forever and ever and ever after. I'm not saying that there's not some integration that has to be done, but I'm saying the gate is open. All right. So I would say in line with uh, what you had been discussing and also what you had been reading, we can either now do a five minute music break or and this came up to me whilst you were speaking about the 55th key and in terms of this new foundation for reality. And then also, as you were speaking of transparency, I was like, this reminds me of a channeling I did that I actually did. And I found it, it was interestingly enough created on the 30th, I believe, of 28th of June, 2017. So you mentioned a date just a few weeks after that. And it's an angel channeling, the angel 55, interestingly enough, and it's called the angel of intellectual lucidity. And uh, yeah, synchronicity came up for me. So either we can listen to the music track or we can listen to, I mean, it's 15 minutes, maybe it's too <laughs> you, long for you now. You know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, so, <laughs> so let's maybe to your this channel could be interesting. And we'll end with yeah. the music track. Sound cool. All right. All right. 
So this 15 minutes, and I guess there will be some interesting tidbits. As we know by now, everything is just a story, but there's quite some resonances there, I believe. And of course, I'd be super curious as to what you guys are thinking. So to anyone not willing to listen to it, just skip forward 15 minutes, or you can check it out. All right, so we'll be back by then. Sounds good? See you soon. We speak as the angel of intellectual lucidity. We does then are, we represent the divine light, the eternal flame of your own spirit, which is manifested within your manifestation as a human incarnate, also as the idea of your intellect, which is truly the bridge between, in that sense, the higher and so-called lower dimensions the ideas of your spirit and your body in this way. So here you can understand how we are very much associated with the idea of physicalized change, for we contain the energies of expansion in this way, and also the understanding of the ever-flowing present and the eternal change that truly can be found within each and every now. But thus then we also are imbued with the idea of the conscious realization of these processes. So does then now all the tools, all the ideas, all the theories, all the feelings, all the realizations that you have in that sense instilled within your own consciousness in this life and through your holographic connection with all that is, truly now as you are reaching in this way a new threshold, you are reaching in that sense the idea of a higher capacity to conduct the energies of your own higher self to truly incarnate this awareness. As you're undergoing this process and as your bridge in that sense is becoming more and more stable and allows for more and more clear and obvious and in that sense precise communication between yourself as the ego mind consciousness perspective and equally your higher self as well. As this communication does then is broadened is strengthened as this link is increased in each and every now. You now come to apply and come to see these tools, methods and theories in a completely new light. For now they no longer seem to be something you have to believe in. They no longer seem to be something which is just an idea. But now you have truly understood yourself to such a point, you have realized yourself to such a degree that you can truly see the validity and any and all of these ideas that you have encountered so far and does then can distill your very own personalized, individualized perspective and understanding of any and all of these viewpoints. For truly you are here to create this completely new viewpoint out of all the ideas that you have allowed yourself to come in contact with already. And does then now also you will see for example, within the idea of synchronicity, a concept you understand to be the simple realization that your state of being always determines your reality and you are doesn't always in lockstep with the manifestation of your physicalized reality in each and every now, does then being the perfect reflection of your own choice of frequency in that particular moment. As you now consciously come to realize it and in that sense take it for granted or truly Assume it to be a given which it truly, of course, always has been, always will be, always is. 
but now applying your conscious awareness to this idea allows you to realize many more of the instances where you find that synchronicity is knocking on your door, where you realize the symbolons and you realize the thought patterns and the belief system structure within your own consciousness and as it can now truly see and discern and most easily in that sense trace back where each and every change, all magic, each and every manifestation within your physicalized reality is born out of. For it is now in that sense an instantaneous realization or at least the offering of several options of several in that sense strings of energy which in that sense are connected with other ideas within your own consciousness and thus then together they are this amalgamation of thus then the physicalized experience a physicalized change within your own world but thus then it is now much more easier for you to unravel these manifestations and discern the energies and potentially even remember the ideas of your own prayers in that sense, your own acceptance of yourself, your own love of yourself. You have given yourself in some moment in a so-called past and now see the fruition and now see the change that your self-love has brought about quite clearly for you simply realize that what is happening right in front of your eyes right now is in that sense exactly what you've been wishing for in that sense, but is also only possible because you have allowed yourself within this idea of intellectual lucidity to shine the light upon your so-called previous state, accept that perspective, accept that version of parallel earth reality and your own incarnation for exactly just what it is and love it simply for being part of the process and for knowing that it is one vital step to bring you to the ideas of your truly desired manifestations in accordance with your own higher self. So does then you understand that even all the gifts, even all the most conscious and in that sense intense, joyous realizations and experiences you bring to yourself, these are all truly, merely the harvest of the love that you have given to yourself within this idea of a human incarnation in that sense, individualized, specialized, fractalized as the very specific configuration of perspective that you are in this now and within this game of a linearized life, of a linearized consciousness experience, which you have truly chosen for yourself. For doesn't you were in that sense truly interested in ignoring your own intellectual lucidity, ignoring the light that any and all of you contain, which does then is also serving as a guidepost or as a lighthouse upon that bridge in that sense, so that the communications between your body and your higher mind does then will never lose their orientation, will always find their proper place. And does then, in truth, this is always the case, yet with the idea of your own light of consciousness, you can understand the different routes, you can understand the different pathways, you can understand the networks and the interlinkages between these three aspects of yourself, your body, your mind, and your spirit. So does then your own belief system structure, your own consciousness, your own reality does then becomes ever so much more translucent, ever so much more transparent. For you understand that the light of your own intellectual lucidity that you emit in that sense is of a gamma ray type style of an infrared see-through type idea 
which in this way allows you to clearly see any and all of the forms, any and all of the structures in that sense. But it also, at the very same moment, allows you to see and to feel and to hear and whatever other sensory inputs of how you choose the configuration of understanding these communications. It also allows you to experience the true energy behind and within these manifestations, which you can just then trace back to truly, again, the love that you have given to yourself and the perspective that you have chosen for yourself. <clears throat> so thus then within this idea, we ask you to truly not be afraid of your own light. It shall never be too bright for you, for you are truly the brightest being within all that is, for you are one with all that is, and the one creator, the eternity, the infinity itself. So thus then, allow yourself to in this way cultivate and ease into these awarenesses and know that it is quite okay to have this conscious awareness of these processes, even though at times it might seem to demystify the ideas you experience. Do not worry, for creation is infinite. The mystery in that sense is so great. And the experience you have chosen is one of joy, excitement, and wonderment, that in that sense, no matter of how conscious you become within this incarnation, or even within the idea of inhabiting the idea of any other perspective on any other plane, there is always more to discover. There is always more to learn. So does then, in that sense, take responsibility, take ownership of this light which you have always contained. Become aware of this lucidity that you contain within yourself. So does then allow yourself to be transparent and translucent to yourself. So does then the entirety of your physicalized reality must be equally transparent and see through. So does then you can no longer truly be confused. You can no longer truly be tricked. For you simply now take in any and all of the ideas and the energy that you find before yourself. You pick and choose, you combine just as the alchemist, exactly the elements which you choose to be appropriate for yourself and which you deem to be the perfect distillation of your own transformation of consciousness in that sense, the perfect combination of elements, the perfect amalgamation of energies which are in that sense truly the most aligned with the idea of your own co-frequency. So thus then you can cultivate this awareness, this intelligence, this light within yourself. So eventually you realize it is so bright, it is truly more and more in alignment and in congruency with your own higher self. And thus then you realize it is truly the process that each and every one of you is incarnating these ideas of the collective saviors you have within the idea of your religions and your stories, no matter of what culture, whether Buddha, Jesus, or any other of these types, which all of you know of. And you all know of those, for they are in that sense serving within your cultures as the prime example from in that sense beyond the veil, even though they have chosen to incarnate just to show you that it is possible, just to show you that it is simply a choice of your own self-love and your own awareness. And now, with this idea of your own intellectual lucidity, you can see how the adaptation of these ideas and of these archetypes of a positive polarization is your choice, is simply the most logical step and the most natural journey 
that you could possibly take. So now all of these entities, no matter how grand you might have constructed them to be, to be in that sense equally unique as you are, to be born out of the same energy, so does then the miracles they have done, you can do and greater. For you are living now upon this time of this great change, this great transformation, where it is not only anymore in that sense, say, hidden, individualized occult practice to understand how reality truly functions. But it can now become truly this idea of a new enlightened type of common knowledge and common understanding, which surely bring about the idea of change and magic to many, many types of experiences within the idea of your human culture, bring about new relations within any and all of the communications that you have within your breath, with the idea of your brethren, within the idea of the human collective, but also, of course, with any and all entities that you choose to relate with. For doesn't this truly now integrated understanding through the idea of your intellectual lucidity to clearly and transparently see how change is brought about will allow you a new basis of communion with yourself and thus then a new foundation for the communication you have with all that is. And thus then if that is your choice to be based truly upon this idea of the ecstatic explosion of synchronicity simply brought about by you being yourself and you loving and accepting yourself unconditionally. So does then any and all of you together will bring about not only the fusion and magic within your own individualized consciousness, but does then just allow yourself to be transparent to yourself in this as well. Imagine the amalgamation of the consciousnesses of all of your human collective in that sense now as a new entity being birthed forth as one as well. And this idea in that sense is also one of the most grand experiences you can have now. This idea of a conscious realization of in that sense the positively polarized idea of the hive mind of the collective consciousness of the idea of divine synchronicity and interconnectedness with your brethren, which does then will truly allow you to birth forth an entirely new type of civilization, which you have not seen before in this life and which shall thus then be created uniquely crafted by you right here and now. So with this idea, we thank you. Yeah, that was that. Wow. <laughs> I know, he doesn't talk much on the podcast, but he does these channelings. Uh, I don't know if he still does them, Raphael, if you put them on YouTube, but that shit's crazy cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so just uh, brought it up in terms of, you know, ringing the bell, <laughs> ringing the bell, yeah. <laughs> the alarm clock is going off. You know, in a sense, then it's always, you know, difficult or a meaningless exercise to extricate, however you want to say, like, 
what if you heard where, what is your intuition, your feelings? Some people pride themselves in never reading any books. Oftentimes they'll come up with the same stuff, you know, um, you know, whatever comes through. But this is certainly, how should I say, a recurring theme. And at the very least, if I would uh, investigate within my own intuition, it's just very clear to me since quite some time. Like, I am always want to ask anybody, like, what else would you be here for? Like, what else, you know? From a strange perspective, maybe would you what what else could be the reason that you would possibly uh, bring yourself in such a precarious position as a human incarnation cycle, even potentially, if you were not also, you know, to include a complete transformation of the civilization? You know, technically, I don't see much reason to engage otherwise. This is why, and you know, I thought it was crazy for feeling such a thing, like for wanting such a thing, for wishing for such a thing. And I remember one time I used to listen to Wayne Dyer quite a bit. I shared about him a little bit on the last podcast that we were on when I shared the whole story of everything and the near-death experience. That was the key part also, right? So I was delivering my third son who was born nine months after Wayne Dyer died on Wayne Dyer's birthday, May 10th. And then I had my 2016 and that's when I had my near-death experience. And so I remember him saying though, Wayne Dyer, he was kind of the one that started to wake me up a little bit. Um, He said... uh, you know, wake up every morning and say, how can I be of service? How may I be of service to humanity or to the world? And like that actually, I'm sure some people will hear that and be like, okay. But when I heard it, I was like, okay. And I started saying that and then holy shit, it's a ride. Like <laughs> you, you say it and then you, you just sit back and you watch divine synchrony, synchronicity start to flow through you. And we're in right now, you know, 37, Gene Key 37 right now is family alchemy. And it's the ascent of the family. And it's connected with Gene Key 40, which is the divine will, which is sacred seal number one, which will bring um, an end to all war is basically what it's talking about. I mean, so deep, all of these seven sacred seals. It's just a beautiful story. I recommend anybody to get this book if you feel curious about what I'm talking about here. Um, But... You know, it's shifting from service to self to service to other to the other and really meaning it. And, you know, I've been sitting here kind of going through this experience for a really long time and I have drained my bank account. I have zero. I have like maybe fifty dollars to my name right now and I have no fear. Like it is crazy that I knew something was coming and this is where we're at right now. We are recreating it from now on. And if you look at my Facebook right now, I have posted today, just whatever was coming through transmission, I just put it out there. And it was just to get people to start to think in a different way, instead of worrying about vaccines and passports and boundaries, start to think, what would it feel like in my life if life wasn't about money, making money and paying bills and having to go to work all the time and stress and putting money in a bank in a 401k and paying for your child's college education. Like, what would it feel like? And this girl who I don't even really know, she doesn't really comment on my stuff too much, Natasha. And uh, she said it would feel like heaven. And um, and then another thing that I'd put was like, what what would it feel like if there was no such thing as disease on our planet? 
you know, and all of these sacred seals of the seven of them, they unlock something very specific. When we open the seal, you could say this is like the seven trumpets and revelations and the 144,000 and all of this stuff, right? But the opening of the first seal will eventually eradicate, oh, it's all disease. I'm sorry. The opening of the first seal eradicates all disease from our planet. Well, that's interesting. What's going on right now that we're being worried about? What are the... What do I have child protective services chasing me for right now to try to give my baby a vaccine? And I've been avoiding it for so far. I've gotten away with it for about seven or eight weeks. But they have basically said the next step is that they're going to come with the policeman so they can give my child her her vaccines that are mandatory. Fuck that. So that's sacred seal number one that we're in right now with divine will. And it says with this seal, it has to do with releasing core tension from the physical body, move your body, exercise, release tension at a collective level. It will eventually eradicate all disease from our planet. The second seal at the collective level, the seal will bring great healing to human sexuality and will eventually extinguish violence. Now, these are the collective things that it heals. We have individual wounds too. So the one's wounds, divine will, one is repression, is the core wound of humanity. I'm going to read these real quick, the six core wounds of humanity. One, the first one is repression. The second one is denial. The third one is shame. The fourth one is rejection. The fifth one is guilt. And then the sixth one, again, is that separation. And then the seven is the grace that comes and descends down into love. And so, okay, so the first seal is disease, eradicating disease. The second is extinguishing um, or bringing great healing to human sexuality. Again, we can also connect these to chakras, right? So disease, root, Okay, and then we're going to go with great healing to humanity with their sexuality and eventually their extinguishing violence. That's the orange sacral. And then we've got the third seal, which is universal love. And as humanity experiences this opening, it will lead to a complete breakthrough in the way we use money and a final ending to human greed. I'll take some of that, please. This is the reality that oh, I'm yeah. creating, right? And then the opening of the fourth seal, Epiphany, which is my pearl, 43.4, will bring an end to world poverty. And then the opening of the fifth seal is forgiveness. And at a collective level, this will bring the releasing of the world karma and will bring an end to war. And then we've got the opening of the sixth seal, which is truth, Gene Key 63. And that will bring a crushing end to the greatest of human curses, indifference. It's the separation. And then we're at the opening of the seventh seal of grace. And so uh, I'm going to read that one if that's okay. It yeah. says, in the book of Revelations, the opening of the seven seals is surrounded by layer upon layer of rich apocalyptic imagery. Unless you are well versed in alchemical symbolism, it will be very difficult for you to penetrate to the true meaning of this wonderful prophetic transmission. There is, moreover, a demarcation between the opening of the first six seals and the opening of the seventh seal. The seventh seal involves seven angels and seven trumpets, which sound the final judgment of humanity. 
The seventh seal is the spirit of grace itself, represented by the 22nd city. And grace descends only after great transmutation. It is like the rainbow that appears after the great storm, bringing complete transfiguration, which is Gene Key 47. On an individual level, the seventh seal represents the final absorption of all the previous six layers of the human aura into the monadic body, the primordial essence. At this level, even the flood of revelations and high frequencies of the atmic body must be surrendered into the void of what the mystics term the seventh heaven. We are told in the book of Genesis that God rested on the seventh day of creation, and this sevenfold pattern is reflected in many other cultural traditions. In the Hindu system, when the seventh chakra known as Sabasara blooms, the divine essence can finally reunite with the material plane. St. John describes this event as the coming of a new heaven and a new earth. A as this seventh monadic plane absorbs the final vestiges of our separateness, each plane below and its frequencies disintegrate to be reintegrated as the true monadic essence. This is the meaning of the sounding of the seven trumpets. Burr, 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 burr. The book doesn't say that, but which represent the seven layers of frequencies of the human aura. At the collective level, the opening of the seventh seal refers to the coming of the final human epoch and the return of the human race to its original Edenic state. It is the great trumpet fanfare announcing the redemption of all beings. That feels like freedom to me. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? <laughs> As I stated before, I mean, and again, it's this paradoxical situation in the sense that, you know, if whatever lightning strikes tomorrow and I'm gone, I'm also not sad because I understand the immortal essence of all entities or ever again at the same time. If I imagine that's always the picture I'm getting and maybe that's completely lofty, but still choosing a life, you know, like being in the game lobby and choosing a scenario, whom you want to play with, you know, what uh, challenges you want to face and so on. And that's totally what I see myself choosing, you know. So just from that point of view, I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. And when, if not now and in this life, and I mean by now, even with the exterior reflection, if we don't get into fear mode, I mean, it's obvious it's the apocalypse. I guess Jim would attest to that. And, you know, just got to make a choice, right? It's all about the choice, right? You choose fear or love, and love is the answer. And it always has been the answer. So we get to choose again, like this doesn't have to be everyone's reality. It's just opening up the, the, that gate, opening the gates of heaven, you could say. But it's totally we, we all chose to come here. And we all chose to come with the wounds and we chose the story. We chose the karmic blueprint. We chose the mom and dad. And so speaking of that, this is the time to heal the mother and the father wound. And so for anybody where that still exists in any way, if you can see it from the higher perspective and, you know, after I was starting to piece all this, all of my own story together, right? I sat for a minute as the synchronicities just keep coming. And I said, holy shit, you know, it's about right now, it's about healing this mother and father wound. And, and that ultimately is the wound, right? When you are birthed from the mother and you're cut, you're separated. And so forever, in a way, we're kind of like finding ourselves, we're living that wound out until, until we aren't. And so the mother and the father wound are usually the strongest. Now, whether that is that you have a wound with your mother and father or as a mother and father. And so 
put yourself in my shoes. And this is what I started to be shown because now everything's kind of showing me this whole story of my entire life and all these people that have been it, especially in the last few years that have been here to assist me and guide me and support me in um, not dying, not judging myself too much, loving and accepting myself, which is only something you can do. I always say, love yourself so much that you don't need anybody else to love you. And, um, and I, I've said that a lot. And I think that that's part of the mantra that's kind of helped me get to a a higher realization of who we are and why we're really here. It's always been about remembering who you are. And then you get to choose, you get to time travel, you get to play, you get to be free if you so choose or not. If you choose victimization, that's also an option. But anyways, here's something that's so interesting. I said, leave the stories behind to unlock the gates. Right. And so when I said that my phone is full of storage, right? It's full. I needed to download the app for an example for this podcast. And I'm like, shit, I got to delete some stuff. I go to my phone to try to delete, even though I don't want to some of my 26,000 pictures that have been on this journey with me. Oh. And the <laughs> You should probably just make a uh, fucking Facebook album. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just so not technical. You. And it's funny. Should we you know, send I... you a USB, key, a USB drive or something? <laughs> just tell us. Oh, my God. It's There's a story in this phone that I guess I need to I need to leave the story behind, right? There's quite a story in that. You don't have and... to leave it behind. Just transfer it. I so. know. <laughs> It's funny that I used to work for Dell Computer Corporation headquartered in Austin, Texas, and I have no, I don't even own a computer anymore. I walked out of the cubicle world. Like, I don't even have a computer. I, I use my phone and sometimes an iPad. It's just a funny story. But here's what I, what popped up as soon as I opened my phone. The first picture was of me and two of my sons that when we very first came to Costa Rica as a perfect, happy family. And it was the first um I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) It was the first time we'd come to this specific beach that has a mermaid on it that's been been there for years, and nobody knows the real story of how she got there, but I connect her with the Palladians and Venus and Lady Venus and Sanat Kumara, but that's just my own story that I'm putting on it, right? But the first picture, that's, that's been evolved since I've come to know her quite a bit. But she was the very first thing I saw when I got here and went to the beach. And it was very synchronistic how I was ever led to that location. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes about who's at what location and when and where. We are frequency holders. We are bringers of the dawn. And they talk about this type of stuff in that, in that storyline. And so when I opened my phone to have to delete some things, that was the first picture. And it was like where it all began. And I saw even more deeply how significant that structure, this mermaid, had to do with this story. Because it does get magical and fun. And, um, and then I had emotion about it. And I, went, I was shown the whole story. And I was shown like the biggest wound of all, which was choosing this over um being with my children and um being able to forgive myself and to give myself grace and to love myself no matter what because when i was going through this process my core wound is rejection the line four and when i was going through that process um 
that's when I realized I even had a wound of rejection because I almost couldn't make that choice that I knew was right for me. My body was telling me I was supposed to connect with this other being and there was an energy so strong and I couldn't understand it. And I was like, no, I've got to stay in the story. I've got to stay in the picture perfect story of with my children and with my family. I can't leave them. And what will people think of me if I do this? And I had to get to the point. It was the greatest trial. And to add the astrology to this, right? Like I have my Saturn and my Pluto in my eighth house, and I have a stellium in my ninth house, and I'm a Scorpio with with a sun and four planets in Scorpio. I'm fucking dead. I have died and been reborn, and I've busted through the illusion of death. There is no fear. And and look, you don't have to take on that story either, but we're beyond blueprints now. So it doesn't matter what your blueprint is or what codes you have or anything like that. You are not limited to this experience of heaven on earth if you so choose, right? That's just a game. And you get to log into the game and you get to say, which one am I going to pick today? Am I going to play gladiator or am I going to play heaven on earth or am I going to play bum on the street? You know, you get to choose um, whatever you would like. But ultimately, I was being shown how I healed the ultimate wound of the mother in this experience. And... Um, and I can't wait to see them again because the borders have been kind of locked down and Eduardo can't have a visa and we haven't been like, you know, do so this is all coming together where I can be with them again. And it's interesting, the past few weeks I've been envisioning us in Hawaii, me and Eduardo and the kids and their father also and his partner, if she wants to go. And I keep seeing that and I feel like it's almost time for us to go have a little family vacay and in the other tropical part of the country. That's what's up. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, this episode has had so many verbal synchronizations and kind of other things. I mean, whether the words were imagine or beyond, which is the song we'll play on the outro or just so many levels. So I think it's been a good powwow. Um, it's funny that you're mentioning Hawaii because even for myself, I, I used to live in Honolulu and my, I have a friend being like, do you want to come here? Um, I don't know if I'll do that. I doubt I will because the conditions aren't kind of, it's just whatever. It's kind of a weird situation, but Hawaii's, I want to end up there again. I mean, I, I love that place to death. Whenever I see people in Costa Rica and stuff, I'm like, that looks dope, but I miss Hawaii <laughs> or whatever. It's like that. Um, so it sounds they have like that same heaven on earth energy, right? And, oh yeah. Um, it's real. It's Aloha spiritual. And imagine no, this, Go ahead. if money wasn't a limitation, where would you be right now? Would you be with your love in Hawaii? Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the goal. Although so she's this is she how we start playing the game. Or some shit. I'm like, God damn it! Like, well, that's what we learn. say when we think in linear time, and we are wondering where the hell those resources are. Like, we've got to go sell ourselves to make ourselves rich, so we can go live our dreams. And that's the matrix. Exactly. And maybe just to point it out in a very simple fashion, this is something. Just recently, someone mentioned this to me again, and this is related in so many spiritual systems. I'm sure whether it's delivered in English, German, or whatever religion, even if you get to the core. One great trick, and I'm also mentioning it to remind myself, is to, just as you said, how would a world feel like if money were of no object or borders or all these strange fear-mongering issues? Or how grateful, how would you feel if this and these and these things that you're wishing for had already occurred? How would you feel if they had already occurred? And you imagine that state because that is the frequency within which, in fact, they already have occurred. And then it is really just about ungluing the mind from this 
reverse relationship between environment and state of being. And again, understanding it is never the environment determining, determining my state of being, but always my state of being 100% determining my environment or experience ultimately. And this is a fun exercise and a good trick. And the worst thing that can happen is you feel good for some time <laughs> for no reason, right? And that in itself anyways, just as you said, you know, love yourself so abundantly, the overflowing cup, that anyways, ultimately is what it's all about. But it's not just a nice feeling or whatever, but it really is the signal you send off towards yourself. And yeah, can it really be so simple? I'm saying it is. It absolutely is. That's why that's why I received the name the quantum phoenix. Now I know what it means. I remember being at the beach one day and I was sitting with the sun and I said, tell me everything. And I received a transmission that I couldn't put into words, right? It wasn't anything like that. It was a like it that's works. That's some Natal Scorpio shit. I just want to point out. Talking to the sun. <laughs> tell me everything. Tell me the truth. I said, tell me what I need to know now. And I literally, after that, I can say that my life literally quantum leaped. It, that's all I've been doing is quantum leaping. And we are all able to play in these same fields of awareness. We are all able to write a beautiful love story. We are all mm -hmm. able to travel wherever we want to go. We are all able to leave our jobs and remove ourselves from stress and worry. We're all able to leave a marriage if that's so, if, if that's what you need to do, right? Like our, this is why there is illness in the earth, right? Because we're not in alignment with ourselves. It's not even foods. It's not even 5G. It's none of that shit. It's our head. It's our mind. It's our homogenized form. It's the victim. And so we have to shift from victim to creator. And that is available to anybody that this is an equal playing field. It's unlocking a bonus round in a game, I guess you could say, because it oh, can yeah. be done if you want to. And, and this is this is Joe Dispenza stuff, right? This is quantum playing in reality. And he's a master. And there's no no coincidence why I bumped shoulders with him, why we ended up bumping into each other coincidentally after something called a lucidity festival in California, I was in the Santa Barbara airport and I saw him there and I'm like, is that really Joe Dispenza? And it was, and I feel like what's happening now is we're downloading each other's codes. Okay. I received quantum information from him and it's assisted me in my journey and what I'm being shown. And I'm, I can't guarantee that this is true, but I believe that we are now exchanging codes on this transmission with each other and this these this is a coded transmission for see and this is a coded transmission for anybody out there that listens if they have ears to hear and eyes to see and um and that's i guess that's it that's it it's funny uh, i've heard of lucidity i haven't i've only been to one festival but i, I know what you're talking about and it is uh I mean, it's funny because it's like one of these things where uh, art imitating life, imitating art kind of thing. It's like, it's like uh, if you, MC Escher, who has my same birthday and the same big three as me, um, has this one image where it's hand painting itself or whatever. It's kind of Ouroboros effect kind of situation going on with like hands illustrating themselves. Um, that's kind of how it is. It seems like we're writing the stories and then living in them. And that sounds so obvious. And I think it's obvious to you guys, but we can... It gets tricky because of all the shadow play and all, and even in the Gene Keys, it talks a lot about like, um, in a sense, I mean, Raphael would probably say permission slips in the sense, but it seems like 
certain things, you know, you don't get a track athlete um, from a fetus directly. Like they've got to grow up and go through, through, through certain kind of a, Yes and no. That's the old story. But remember what I read in the 59, if we do want to believe the storyline, that the new awareness has been birthed and that the and the world will never be the same. So River is a part of that. The mere fact that you're speaking of it and that we can even contemplate the idea is the definite proof, you know. The soil is already <laughs> connection to it. You know, that's the other thing which people oftentimes miss. They're like, oh, I'm observing these nice potentials. They're so far removed. No, they're right here, especially if you can even contemplate the ideas. Again, it's ultimately, it sounds simple, but it is just a decision away. That may then include however much process one believes it must, right? And that's where then the nonlinearity kicks in, the X factor, as I also like to call it. Worth or unconditional love, right? Ultimately, where it's really, you know, getting interesting. And this is where you must step out of the dimension of time to play in here. And let me give another understanding because remember, we're talking about merging the higher and the lower bodies because we're considering that we're separate from God. So let's say that your root, your sacral, and your solar plexus are your lower self. It's your identity, it's your stories, it's your karmic, all of that. What I was being shown the other day is that. The things that keep us stuck there are time, money, and sex. These are the control mechanisms and fear, disease, like that kind of stuff. So you can see where you're playing, right? And you can, if you're making decisions based on time, money, or sex, what you need to do, what you don't need to do, what you can do, what you can't do, right? Um, then those are way, those are places that we're locked into the lower chakras where we're not really opening up the gate we have to let go of the stories let go of the traumas let go of the histories let go of the fears we need to talk about them we all need to be so open i have an addiction to pornography i'm gay i'm afraid of this whatever it is whatever it is that you're hiding your deepest darkest dirty secrets that's what the 59 is about that's about being honest with yourself instead of the shadow of dishonesty and being transparent loving yourself so much that you can say everything about who you are to anyone and not give a fuck what anybody thinks about it that's self-love you get there you say it out loud you love yourself you unlock the gates you leave the stories behind and you get to choose how long and and so our mind goes back to this isn't possible i can't make sense of this i need to break this down into logic and we need to transcend the mind that's what the 12 is actually talking about and that's what this transmission is about is pushing you beyond what your mind is trying to calculate out here because it doesn't make sense to the regular it doesn't make sense to the homage to the programmed mind so we're going to have to deprogram some shit that's where that's why my husband and i were guided to do that you've been programmed before we ever knew anything and i just want to i want to recognize him because he's an angel he's a gladiator in fact, I told him the day, this is my ex-husband that I left for another man, right? Who somehow still chose to love and forgive me. And we were together for 14 years and he loved and he forgave me. He didn't run, he didn't say, fuck you, I'm leaving with the kids. We made the choices that made the most sense for all of us, but we still talk on a regular basis. We joke like we did when we were married and it's, it's, he's the new gladiator right? Not, not just him, 
we've got to change the way and this is healing the the father wound right and the masculine and the 37 is talking about the pole shift it's talking about the balance of the masculine and feminine energies this is esoteric you you can write this story through any religion or any esoteric story or prophecy that's all this is it's always been the story of humanity really and falling back into unity but you know it's healing that false masculine of what they're supposed to look like and what they're supposed to be like and how they're supposed to look. And even that's got distorted along the way. Even when some of us kind of started figuring that out, there's still this idea, well, my masculine, a divine masculine is going to serve me and take care of me and make all the money. And like, that's also still false because we're making that decision based on our reputation or what it looks like. And we're making it based on money. And it's never been, we were never here to put, you know, Hey, look at me. I'm making this amount of money. Hey, I have this knowledge on how to free yourself and I'm going to make thousands of dollars off of it or whatever. And I'm not, we all needed to go where we needed to go to get to where we are right now. But basic monetary systems, they're coming. Money is coming. Imagine what it's like if money is coming to you. Let's just say five or 10 grand a month. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. But let's just imagine, let's start imagining this stuff together, right? Let's imagine that money and the pressure of money is never a problem for, for you. What does that change in your life? You know, what does that change for you? Why does this have to be so far away? And I would recommend playing mind games, John Lennon, because he's talking about mind game gorilla and playing these mind games and dancing. In the, ugh, the, it's so beautiful, the song. But anyways, um, play whichever song that you want to play, either one. They're both New Earth Prophecy, but I recommend that you, whatever one, you don't, people go up and look and feel it and embody it and imagine it so that we can create it together because that's how we do this. And we've been stuck in a unity consciousness. It's a unity, all right? It's a unity in the matrix. It's a unity of separation where we've all been in this one little field of, I got, I mean my, I've got to look out for me and my family. I've got to look out for myself. And that's never been what this game was about. It's about love. It's always been about love. Love is the answer. We got to find it in ourselves so we don't see anybody else a threat outside of us because they're not a threat. There is no separation. They are us playing the villain. The kids coming in now and including us, we don't have to play those stories anymore. This is pure innocence. And eventually, Gene Keys talks about this too. We won't really be birthing new children. And, and to, even that has been out of fear that we produce and produce and have kids because we're playing a story of whatever we were shown as soon as the television came out which is, you know, you watch these shows and they're all the same of a husband and a wife and they're going to work and they're stressed or the wife is staying home taking care of the kids and it's just, and then you have more kids and you put them through college and it makes you look good and you've, a good thing, you've achieved the American dream, right? And so all of that shit's gone. That, that used to be what I thought I was here to teach was rewriting the American dream, but this is so beyond an American dream. That's what's up. Uh, it's the Atlantean dream. Hopefully not fouled up with crystal explosions or whatever that happened there. Um, yeah, no, it's a weird-ass trip. Uh, and what you're saying, I'll have to re-listen to this episode because I think there's a lot going on that bears worth listening to more than once. Um, uh, I don't... There's a song I picked already, but obviously people need to check out Imagine by John Lennon, kind of helped by Yoko and, and you're saying Mind Games, which I don't even know if I know that song, so I've got to check that out. Um, but it's funny because you keep on 
saying things that are sinking up. I mean, you said the word beyond like 10 times, and so it's just come up a lot. That's the title of the track that I picked. Daft Punk on the 22nd, 222, um, I think, maybe the 21st, I forget. But um, they broke up. I don't know if you're into Daft Punk. And and they use this kind of like letter um, based off of video footage from a dope-ass video they had for um, called Electroma, which was to another album. Very, very heavy art kind of weirdness if you ever want to kind of just sit down and be like moved by you know videographer art kind of stuff Daft Punk has done some stuff like that anyway um they remixed that video to uh another track off of Random Access Memories called um Touch and it has this like children's choir kind of saying over and over and over again uh and they did it really poetically and it made me cry um you know if love is the answer hold on you'll hold you'll hold on if love is the answer you'll hold you'll hold it's like don't give up. Like it's some hard shit. Fifty bucks in your account, I get it. Like I mean, you know, wanting to go places and having you know people say put this in your arm first or take a test or whatever. It's like that's real shit right now. And I, I want to believe, I guess, that it's a matter of perspective, but it doesn't seem that easy. Like Raphael's like, it's that simple, and I'm like, maybe I'm just choosing not to believe. I don't know. It's shit. I feel like guilty, and especially with my life purpose being a twelve, I'm like, fuck. I'm so. You know, uh, you know, like song, you're so vain, you probably think the song is about you. That's why I'm afraid of solipsism, because I'm like, you know, the whole one, it's all you thing kind of taps into that shadow for me where I'm like, I want to think y'all are more important than my, you know, something I'm working through externalized, basically. <laughs> like, you have more value than that. It's not just me working through myself, even though at some level, I guess it is that. So it's it's a tricky fucking soup we're in. Um, I think we <laughs> Carl Young said we're in a soup cooking ourselves or whatever. It's like this crazy situation. Just because we bring keep bringing up the group solipsism thing, and maybe Alicia, you want to speak briefly to the wounds that may have been detected in Jim's statement just now. Um, but just because I saw it again very recently. So Bashar says about this whole idea of group solipsism. <clears throat> everyone exists, but everyone you experience in your reality was created by you to interact with you as a reflection of you. So they exist in their own right, but the only ones you actually interact with in physical reality are the reflections you've created to experience in your reality. That's why when you change your reality and you change your frequency, sometimes you may, no, you may find you no longer interact with certain people. They're simply no longer in that reality. So just speaking of the idea, it is this, it is not either or, it is this and that. So yeah, but Alicia. Yes, it's so beautiful you're bringing this up because, hold on a second, my baby's crying. Give me a second. You mean you're crying in baby form? No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> in, in uh, Steven Spielberg's, uh, I think it's, um, what is it? Um, Haley, Haley Joel Osment was in it. Um, AI. I saw it on Mushrooms once. That was kind of rad. Um, but at the very end of that, it has some hyperdimensional beings that, and the same thing kind of happens on Star Trek and stuff where it's like, we're beyond your comprehension. So we're suiting ourselves in a filter that you can apprehend. And I guess that's kind of what you're talking about. Cause Alan Watts has kind of touched on this before where he's like, you know, because when I'm like, I apprehend you through my, like what Raphael kind of what you said at one level to me was like, oh yes, I experience you as my data input. You know, my senses allow me to experience you. So I don't know what Raphael is ultimately, but I, I experienced him through his voice and his, you know, whatever, right? So, um, and that's me processing and having a filter of my experience through the senses in a sense. 
um, creating a quote reality, even though it's both that interpretation. And this is what impressionism is all about. It's like we saw the sunset, but Van Gogh's, you know, or sunflower doesn't look quite like a sunflower. You know, it's like that's because it's going through filtered interpretive interpretive lenses, which is normal, which is fine. Um, I've always asked, like, is there an objective reality? I don't even know. Like, that's why I'm more okay with postmodernism than not in a sense. I'm rambling. Go ahead. <laughs> We all go through this, right? Like th this is a part of the process too. This is the psychosis actually. We're thinking back and forth and we're like, what is real and what isn't and what do I want and, and all of that stuff. So there's definitely like a, um, hold on one second. No, you're cool. That's why I was rambling. I'm good at filling up space. It seems like the bottom stuff is like getting into breath, being grateful. I mean, this is obvious and it may, you know, allowing ourselves to think bigger thoughts, dream bigger as they say in Inception. I mean, Raphael's really good at it. And then I laugh and I'm like, I, I mean, I honestly sometimes like, I'm like, oh my God, the world's going crazy and I can't do shit. I'm like, am I causing this? Is this my fucking fault? Am I not dealing with my shadow? So therefore, like, we're just stuck right here. Like, the record's on loop because of me. <laughs> I mean, even here, there is, you know, the, again, the idea of the layers, the nine density, sorry, nine layers of consciousness by Bashar, the graph to look up, of course, you know, automatic collective reality. Also, one could argue at least their astrological cycles and so on. There is definitely a parallel Earth reality where there is no pandemic right now happening and all kinds of things are different. However, at the same time, it seems to me there is also this strange, how would you say, uh, common movement or like tugging like you know have like a network of individuals kind of kind of going in synchronization also i can only imagine because even here to experience this and to experience it from your perspective there still must be these events happening right now even if it's not exactly how should i say this is the playing out play of the collective role, consciousness. Even if you just want to play it exactly. And even then, in order to play a certain role in that scenario, it must still happen. Can I stop being the scared bitch sitting in my mom's house? Well, that, 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 well being scared. <laughs> I mean, you know, we go back to the Bible. I'm not that being scared. scared it's right? like right. waiting for life to happen. That's how it feels. And in a sense, right, like right. you're saying, there's cycles. So it's like, you know what? Like, you know, not, you know plants also can't here, how you want to ride it. Yeah, like when growing weed, I used to grow weed, and it's like, it has to have light and dark cycles. Like, you know, just like we need sleep or else we'll go crazy. Uh, you know, it's like you can't just be awake all the time. Anyway, I mean, no pun intended. It, it'll all, it, it will all make sense. And just, I, w I would recommend to anyone that's interested in this path that in order to let all of this light, all of this awareness, all of this higher frequency come into the body, it's here now. Imagine that the earth herself has ascended and that there's a top of a mountain there. And we choose at any moment which part of the mountain that we are at. And in order to get to those higher mountain peaks, you have to let go of density and heaviness. And so you have to choose if you're willing to let go of the stuff. And, and we have to rewire our brains because we could say, yeah, it's easy to say like, oh, but I'm sitting in my mom's house and I don't have any money and my partner's across the world and like, and we can play that if we keep playing that story out guess what you keep creating that story so i am here and many of us here are here to assist the collective in transmuting and the the group karma basically you could say that's what we've been doing and that's what we all must be willing to do and we don't so much even see it as our own we see it as all of ours and so we're willing to openly do it all with each other together so that we heal each other 
And this is a simple, this is your frequency creates your reality. It's a tra time traveling thing. It's a tuning in. This is a disclosure of information. It's going to feel like a shock. It's not, it's not UFOs flying in the sky, which that could happen. I'm not saying that it won't, but it's, it's something, it's something easier. It, it can be easier if we're willing to leave the stories behind. That's what we've got to do to unlock the gates. Right. But I will share. I want to tell you something because, you know, it's interesting what I experienced with River. Her middle name is Amrita, which stands for immortality, river of immortality. It's also the sacred fluid of the divine goddess. And um, anyways, I planned on having a home birth with her. And for whatever reason, I wasn't supposed to. My water broke as I got out of the river. I didn't have contractions. Two days later, I went to... I, my midwife basically said, there's only so long you can go with your water broke. Like eventually I know what you want, but we kind of got to go here. So I totally surrender. I know everything's perfect. Everything happens for a reason. In the meantime, I don't have any money. Now this is a new, this talk about humbling for me. I've always had, I've, I've worked and made a lot of money. I've, I have done all of that. I've been there, done that. And so anyways, the Costa Rica private or the Costa Rica public hospital is obligated to assist a woman and her child medically. So Thank God for that, I should say. I mean, we're not totally barbaric out here, I guess. Well, this is another shitty thing that needs to be fixed, right? Because I'm going to tell you that I have another beautiful friend of mine who said, listen, if you and I've been embarrassed to share this story because having money for myself has been something I've taken pride in for sure. And so to be living without it right now. I'm actually amazed at how zero point works. I've proven this quantum reality correct. Everything just shows up as it needs to when I need something. But here I was. So my friend had said, listen, I would be willing. I have an open credit card for you if you could pay me back later. If you choose that you want to go to the private hospital, I've, I've got you covered. So she said that. And I said, well, that's cool. But, you know, I don't want to go into debt on this thing. So I'm going to go over here. So I walk into the public hospital. They won't let my partner in and they won't let my midwife in and they speak a different language than me. And so I'm walking in there. I'm a pregnant woman about to bust, right? And I've been, my water's been broke two days. I don't have insurance or anything. They write my name on this little ripped up piece of paper. They don't even have like a real technical system here. It's still kind of basic a little bit. And then I walk into this room and there are so many people waiting. And I see, I see shit I, I've never seen before. You know, I saw poverty and it, and I was like, why am I here right now? And I was thinking like, you know, we go through the loops. Why did, how, how did I create this for myself? What it is, but when I'm not in victimization and I see the higher reality of why I've been put here right now, I saw a woman holding a brand new baby with the dirtiest blanket. I don't know where it came from or why she couldn't have a new one, but she didn't. And I saw all these people so sick and it was like a DMB office. Everybody was just laid up and just like, you know, with their masks on and this whole thing. And I was like, you know what? This is fucked up. This is fucked up that this is what our healthcare looks like taking care of people. And again, if disease didn't exist, this wouldn't even exist by the way. And, and hospitals don't need to exist to have births most of the time, by the way, either. But I know there was a reason that I was here to see this vision because I know I want to change the world. And I, ex 
I then ended up eventually because my friend was like messaging me a million times, like, you need to take my word for this. Come take my offer, come outside. And finally I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'm going to go to this other place. Cause I didn't even know how long it would be until they even helped me. And I wouldn't be able to speak the language. I walk out of there and I burst into tears and it was like, not like, Oh my God, why is this happening to me? It was, I, they are me. This is humanity. And I'm, I'm seeing right now the polarity of having money, even though it's not my own money, I'm going to go into this fancy private hospital. And because my friend has a plastic credit card that she's going to use for me, I get to walk in the door and get treated right away. I walked in by the way, and there was the number 33 right above the elevator. And then the room number I was in was 2033. And, um, they did force me to take a COVID test, but anyways, um, that I, I saw what having money gives to someone versus not having money gives to another. And I kept thinking, why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing this? Not going through it, not in a victim perspective. I knew I was here to see something. Why am I witnessing this? Why am I observing this of, of the people? This isn't right. And I needed to experience that because I have a fire in me to change that. And I don't know the logical structures of what it all looks like. There's some Saturnians out there that can come and help support this, but the dream is there within me and it's there within anyone. It takes the people saying, fuck this financial system, these jobs, this healthcare system, all of it. And you know what? With love, you only get here by looking at it through love. There are no enemies. This is all part of the story. You must remember that. So there is no cabal and fighting all the people and killing people. It's not killing your ego. It's embracing it. It's accepting it. It's seeing it. It's loving it. It's lighting it. All of it, right? True, authentic, embodied. And now I know why I experienced that because I needed to see the contrast of what the value of money has put on the human and it's inhumane and we can't play in this game anymore. And something as simple as all the people agreeing to such a thing, because who's got it so good that they wanna stay in the other game? Who has it so good that they would refuse to decide that if we united together, that we could complete an entirely different planet, an entirely different system of what money and time and all of that looks like? Like it's, it's one way or the other way. It's the third dimension or the fifth dimension. Who's coming with me? Who wants to be miserable as fuck and who wants to live on heaven on earth? And that's like, that's where we're at right now. We're at a choice point. So you're climbing up the mountain and you got to let some shit go and you got to drop it down, including your old ideals, your old mental plane of existence and how things look and how they have to be. And you know, when I, with the, when the money started getting low for me, I remember when I looked at my bank account, I'd taken out my last 40 grand that I had in my, um, in my 401k, cashed it out, complete zero. And you know, that goes very fast when you have like $10,000 a semester for your kid's school, three kids in your, in their private little school and stuff like that. Like it goes fast, but I was kind of learning to live in a way where I didn't balance a checkbook or wonder where the next money was coming from. And I didn't work. So it was a nice cushion for me. And one day I decided, damn, I better go just see what's up. Like I need to go see what's in my bank account. And I saw that I had 2,500 bucks left to live with no income coming in. Right. And I'm like, holy shit, it scared me for a minute. I was like, Oh my God. And then, so my mind was going, you know what? I, this is my masculine coming in. I'm like, I know how to make money. I'm so good at making money. I've, I've made 20 grand a month building my own business before. Like I'll go back to that. Right. Except you know where my South node is 
it's in the 10th house in Capricorn. And I'm not here to go do, you know, do that again. I'm here, I'm moving into my, my North Node fourth house cancer. It's totally a different world for me. And so I was going to go back to, I can go make money, I can go produce things, I can go do this or that to go make, make a buck real quick. I'll go sell myself online. And, and bless anyone that's doing this because it's a system that's kind of been created that we have to do that, right? But there was some deeper knowing within me that kept me from not dying, right? And so anyways, a couple things happened to me. Number one, I burned my left hand and, it, and I deciphered exactly what it meant. Don't go back, I was slapping my, no, it was my right hand, right? It was my masculine hand. It was telling me, no, don't go back to that way just because that's the way you know. And then literally after that, my homegirl Kate, and there's so many people, we are, we've been, me and some girls have been living in fr true monad consciousness or united consciousness with each other, like kind of playing with all of this together with these seals and these codes. And it's just crazy. All in the last six or seven months, we've just been cracking this thing open with each other, like a monad. Anyways, my girl Kate, who just uh, moved from England a few months back that we had just met through the Gene Keys, but we she's here to work with the hybrid children. Oh, there's so much going on. But anyways, that's another story. We may, maybe one day we could all come chat with you guys. But anyways, oh, yeah. I'm thinking that's a good idea. Like you and uh, Candace or whoever. Maybe you get Richard on here with y'all. Oh my God, we'll I think that's Hawaii. gotta be next. Yes, 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 yes. We're writing the story. I will see you guys there. That's what's happening right now. I can feel this. So when Kate came, um. Oh shit! What was I going to tell you guys about that? Do you remember where I was going? Hybrid kids, money burned hand. Money burned hand. Okay, I went to go take uh, Kate to a new place that she was staying, and I have a big Montero Sport four wheel drive, um, nice mud tires or whatever. And I go to drop her off, and my car is on this incline, not in the mud or anything like that, not in any dirt. It's on a on a road paved. And when I went to go hit reverse, it was really interesting. It was a very steep incline. And it was like, I needed to kind of hit my gas to go in reverse pretty quick once I took my emergency brake off or my car was going to kind of like lunge forward into a cliff almost. And what was interesting though, is that for whatever reason, my tires were spinning. My back tires were spinning. They were burning rubber and my car wouldn't move. And I'm like, I have a Montero Sport four wheel drive. Like, what is this telling me? Finally, we had to actually like go get somebody with a chain to pull my car out and it wasn't stuck in anything. And the, what the message was saying to me very clearly, and I'm happy I trusted it because now I understand why, was there's no going back. And so we can't go, we cannot go back Don't to the old way, way, right? So anyways, that's, that's where we're That's a crazy story though. I mean, that's like not... That's obviously some, I mean, you can read it however you want, but that's atypical to say the least, obviously. The messages have always been there. The birds have always been singing. The flowers have always been blooming. It just depends on which plane of existence you're living in, whether you notice these divine synchronicities versus these curses. It's all perspective in our own in our own minds. And I think that's been the beauty of, of some that have gotten into plant medicines is that they've seen these things before. 
The only thing that's been a challenge, and I think it's one thing I'm here to assist with, and many will, is the integration of the truth of the one that they have seen and felt, but they just can't go. Th There's so much collective consciousness kind of like dragging it down that it's that feels hard to get out of, but it isn't hard anymore. So it's just an integration of this truth because it's not a dream. It's all a dream, right? It's all a dream. And so if this is a dream, let's make it more fun. It doesn't have to be miserable and it's your choice. You get to play where you wanna play. But for me, I was looking at those lo lower, level, lower bodies. I was looking at my mental plane, my physical plane, my emotional, my astral plane. And I was saying, do I wanna hold on to this? Or do I want to open and unlock, I want to leave the story behind and I want to unlock the gates of my heart so that I can integrate the higher aspects of myself. And those are your higher chakras, right? That's your throat, that's your third eye, that's your crown and beyond. There's your soul star chakras, your earth star chakras, There's and it's beyond chakras, your cosmic identity, your cosmic self, like, and, and that's, you know, open the gates. So you get to choose, but... Those were our last couple stories that I just wanted to share with you guys about my reality because I have been facing that stuff. I face that hospital experience. I face the experience that the people are coming to my gate and saying, Buenas, hello, hola, we want to give your child the vaccine. And I'm like, mm, I'm just going to sit in here for a while and I'm going to sit in my heart and I'm going to create a reality where that shit doesn't exist anymore. Because if somebody wants to get one, that's totally fine. But my child doesn't want one and I don't want her to have one. And that's my personal choice. And so that's the first way we start versus nobody get vaccines. They're bad. There's a personal choice. There's a reality. There's sovereignty. That's what we're going for, right, is human sovereignty, where you get to make your own choices. And we have not been free. This idea of proud to be an American, where I, at least I know I'm free. Who is free? Who is free? Anybody tell me who is free wearing a mask locked in their house right now? Paying the bills, working their ass off, never getting to do anything. Like hopefully one day maybe having a vacation or being able to retire. Who is free? What is true freedom? Go read Gene Key 55. Well said. Um, it sounds like you're with River, so I want to let you kind of do your mom thing. Move towards your north node. Well, um, and we've been talking about, I'm really glad you hit me up. I mean, it was rather serendipitous, synchronistic, however one wants to put it. Like I said, we had somebody actually hit me up and be like, I've got a court case. I can't come on. And I was like, okay. And then here we are talking to you. So I, this is, you know, I love talking to you. You're dope as fuck. Um, Dolphin like Team Rabbit Hole, I think Soul Tribe, I mean, is an understatement and kind of trite at this point within New Age circles, but it's like, yo, I'm glad I know about you. <laughs> um, and I really do hope that, um, you know, you've, you're jamming on the dream well uh, for what you want to be doing. I guess, Raphael, is there any kind of last thoughts or uh, Alicia? I am another you. Oh, thank you yeah, so like much for sharing. Like yeah, dope, dope. Laying out the real. I'm glad you hit me up because you're like I because you were being all nice about it. you don't have to be nice I'm a Gemini I don't I'm a love the house of it you were like oh I don't want to be like that girl can I come back on and talk it's like yes ask any time we'll make it work and it worked perfectly today so it, oh, that okay. was so crazy Jim because you messaged me before I had the baby hey maybe we have you on in January like, I'm kind of not sure I'm being I was like now. it's a little uncertain what things might look like then but I definitely want to go and then today this see this is how it works we're in this together Jim. We're talking for a reason. You're a part of this game. 
And, you know, it was so funny when I did message you, I was like, hey, just FYI, let me know when you want to when we want to get back together again. I didn't know that you were going to be like, hey, how about today? Okay, perfect. What a perfect time after all of this stuff's been unfolding because I want to share. It's fresh off my mind. So um, this is divine synchronicity at its finest point. Raphael, that beautiful channeling, I hope you'll send it to me um, personally. But I think that I can't wait to share this podcast with many, many people. And I want to thank you guys for what you've been bringing through. You know, along the way on the journey, this is fra this is monad and this is fractal consciousness, right? You know, I've been I've been I was getting downloads about the morphogenetic field and then that led me and growing limbs back and that type of thing. And then I started looking at the morphogenetic field and then I saw Rupert Sheldrake and then I started Googling anything I could find about him. And then I found out he was on your show. And I'm like, whoa, uh, just a few days after me. And I was like, I'm honored to be on a show with that man. You know, it just he's fantastic. He's been bringing in this stuff for years since the 60s, you know, and then Dan Winters and, and Richard Rudd and like and I've been trying to get you, Jim, to get Philip Glass on there. And I'm still trying I to create it. that in my reality. I people. They haven't hit me up. I mean, that was a big reach. You said do it. Not, you you give me enough, uh, like, like uh, I don't know, you inspire me enough. Balls. I'm like, yeah, I, I could probably walk through a wall if I wanted to. Shit, I guess. He hasn't yet, but I'm not holding my breath on that, but we'll see. I was actually well, thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know what? It'd be fun. Like, you know, people write people. They're like, oh, I'm a big fan. And I was like. I don't even know. I was like, so what, like, uh, PR fucking secretary got between me and Philip? Because that's totally what's happened here. God, I hope. I, I am envisioning a, a beautiful, beautiful time with him on a podcast with you guys sometime. Because someone needs to, I, I've seen some interviews of him with his, um, uh, what a big shift for me, that metamorphosis in his music. It's just, it's in a frequency of ascension. You know, there's so many musicians and different Alice Coltrane and Ray Lynch, like these people that they, they came from the future to put music encoded to assist us in our awakening. I'm seeing that right now as I'm talking and I'm like, that's crazy. And I know it sounds like I'm on some kind of trip, but I'm not. But anyway, never have to apologize. We're team <laughs> not on the rabbit hole, hole right? Yeah, no, 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 but, no. You know, Philip Glass needs, if someone could have a conscious conversation with him, not just about music and notes and stuff like that, like, oh, the, the conscious, the, the awareness in him. And he doesn't look, he might not talk in the same language, but to play the music he plays, he is tuned in to something called magic that we all have access to. It's frequency, right? So we yeah, all have he's these gifts. That makes a but lot of sense. I don't know a whole lot about his charge of gene keys. And now I'm starting to come to a point. I mean, I don't know how it can work. Um, I mean, Haley and I are turning on the gene keys. You're obviously into Raphael. Candace is into it. I feel like these kinds of conversations, I mean, this is fun on the podcast, but I really do want to kind of try to get something going. Like what you sound like what you're doing, where it's almost like a, like not a Bible study, but like a small group kind of thing, um, <laughs> you know, where they're like, well, let's go deep into this. It's not just like, because on the one hand, it's like like any of these things. Like you read it because it responds. You reflect it, and you're like, "Oh wow, this resonates." And that's dope. But that's like a level of it. That's like listening to your favorite bands versus like listening to. And, and then you know, this is the whole point of like music appreciation or art history, which are things I love to do. Which is like this is famous in all our collective psyches for reasons beyond just your personal preferences. And then you kind of analyze that, and then it just goes bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you know, y'all, this is. This is the craziest dream ever. Anyway, um, we'll have to get you back on here soon. I want to let you go. I know you got a life to live. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, like you said, in my cash, all I can, like, yeah, we're just each other all kind of swimming the soup. So I do appreciate it. Pet uh, River on the head for us or whatever. She's cool. Tell her I think she just made her collective fart, her first collective fart online, but I don't know if you guys heard it, but I didn't. Okay, good. I Anyways, um, I just wanted to say welcome to the galactic renaissance. I'm all about it. Yeah, so um, the last song I picked, and you, I mean, if we had a word, you know, counter or, you know, whatever, like the word beyond has been said probably 30 times on this episode. Um, it's off of Random Access Memories. I picked it partly because Daft Punk broke up, um, and, and just kind of like an homage to them. They're dope. Um, if people don't know, they're not all just like hard techno. Like they have an album that's very Michael Jackson-ish in a sense, uh, which is this one. And this track, it might be hard to understand because of the vocoding. Um, it's well worth looking up the lyrics. Also, people, like she's saying, check out Imagine by John Lennon. It's pretty much a staple. Everyone knows it. But just muse upon the lyrics. And what was the other modern, uh, what was the other song? Mind Games. Mind Games. All right, I'll check that out after this. But anyway, this Beyond track, um, not, I mean, just listen to the lyrics, check it out. It gets into this kind of MC Escher-ish, psychedelic, Gene Keys realm where it's like using language to transcend language, using music to move the soul. Uh, talking How about interesting stuff. and timely. Oh yeah, I know. It's very fifty-five. It's like there's no such thing as competition. You know, to find a win, we lose control. Like surrender. Like it. They get it, and they just broke up. But I'm dead ass. I think they're like Freemason aliens or something. <laughs> like I don't know what they are. I mean, I'm sure they're like rich French Parisian dudes or whatever, but at the same time, like they are jamming on some serious, serious frequencies uh, and have changed the world and my life for the better. So in honor of Daft Punk, RIP, 28 years, we're playing, uh, you know, this song, but also I think it's very apt uh, to the content of what we've been discussing. And I think you'll actually like it too. So thank you again, Alicia, for coming on. And yeah, guys, you know, <laughs> Can't make this shit up. It is what it is. Just enjoy the fucking ride, I guess, Raphael. Well, thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Jim, as always. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, everything has been said. Be all love. Make your choice. And enjoy the ride. Radio Radio